Hey, Will, like I normally do, I just want to take a moment to tell our listeners to make sure they hit us up on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you might see us. Make sure you're sending us something. Also, you can email us directly at AppalachiaMeetsWorld at gmail.com. If you get a moment, shoot us a line, give us some feedback. Yeah, and wherever you listen to the podcast, make sure you subscribe to Appalachia Meets World. It just helps our podcast, but it also helps you know when we're releasing a new episode. We prefer to just go ahead and eat and then eat again and then eat again. Belly's full at all times during Thanksgiving. Appalachia Meets World, a podcast about place and perspective, but always Appalachian. And don't forget, Will, tonight's episode is powered by SOAR. Shaping our Appalachian region. If you're an entrepreneur out there, especially in eastern Kentucky, check them out. Appalachia Meets World, we're back another week. It's Will. And Neil. What up, Big Willie? What's going on? Man, just uh, living the dream down here in the 606, you know? Yeah, how was your, I know we released Thanksgiving around the dinner table episode. Obviously, I was not able to make it. I was going to see how was your how was your turkey day? It was good, man. It was good. Lots of relaxation, which is always good when you got a bunch of kids like I do. So, uh, slowed down for a couple of days, which is great. And uh, had some good turkey. Missed you at the dinner table, but... You know, we made it happen. You know what I remember from Thanksgiving growing up? Obviously, we went to two meals, grandmother and papa's, and then at granny tea and pops. But I would always wait, save a little, actually a lot of room for chicken and dumplings at granny tea's. Grandmother and papa did not have chicken and dumplings, but granny tea did. She was known for her chicken and dumplings. Did y'all have chicken and dumplings at this turkey day? We did. Darlis makes uh, some great chicken and dumplings. So got to have mom's chicken and dumplings. So, I think that's an Appalachian thing, chicken and dumplings, especially around Thanksgiving. I don't know. That's a great question. You know, I just assume that it happens all over the world. I bet. I bet it doesn't. I can't imagine. So maybe it's like apple stack cake. Chicken and dumplings are synonymous with the Appalachian region. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna we're gonna say that it is just for the purposes of this show. <laughs> but uh so we're gonna say that it only happens in Appalachia and that the best ones are found at Darla's Warren's house. I uh, also wanted to ask you, I was kind of thinking about this. Maybe I think about it every year. What what do you do the morning of Thanksgiving? I don't know what time you guys ate. Uh I didn't eat until around like three or four, but do you eat breakfast <laughs> before Thanksgiving or do you just hold off? So you're starving by the time turkey gets there. Like this year, because, you know, like I said, I ate around four. I did eat a breakfast. Didn't eat a big breakfast, but then I held off, you know, a little bit. We uh, got up and fixed breakfast, Will. I mean, you can't hold our crew off. So uh, we got up and fixed breakfast, and uh, it was just us for breakfast, which was nice. I mean, it was kind of like uh, – you know, one of those rare occasions where we're all home and it's not rushed in the morning. So uh, we got up and fixed breakfast and, of course, watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, as I assume 
you did as well. Yes, that that's a tradition. The Mason yeah. Thanksgiving Day Parade. I always try to try to catch that. Like I said, ate a little bit of breakfast, but then tried to starve starve myself. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. That that doesn't. Uh, it's just not possible around here. We we don't like to starve ourselves, so we prefer to just go ahead and eat, and then eat again, and then eat again. Belly's full at all times during Thanksgiving. Well, I know we left it off last week with the whole tree lighting after Thanksgiving. Did you light your tree the day like Thanksgiving night, or was it the day after? I have to admit we. We had a tree lighting ceremony here the, the Friday after, so I actually couldn't wait to light my lights, so I lit them up Thanksgiving night. Yeah, we did as well. Couldn't help it. I mean, you know, kind of downtime. You're looking for things to do. Had to flip the lights on. How, how's it look up there? Well, it looks good, especially with this five, six inches of snow we got the other day. Oh, my goodness. Gosh. I don't know if I'm ready for that, but yeah, that was on the light side. Some people got around me like Ooh. foot, and then I, I saw even further north. It was like some people got two to three feet. My goodness, it is cold here, but I'm not ready for the for the snow. I mean, you're used to it by now, but oh no, I, I'm I'm not ready for it. <laughs> Still not used to it after all this time. Well, another thing, because there's so much downtime, I feel like Thanksgiving. There's there. Even more downtime at Thanksgiving than there is Christmas. The kids get off of school like for a long time, and and I feel like Christmas is kind of hectic. You know, you're going here and there, but Thanksgiving it's all about the turkey on Thursday, and then there's really nothing else going on. So you have a lot of downtime. And I'll say one thing that we try to do in that downtime is catch a catch a movie. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Did you you like go to the movie theater? Through the theater. Yes. Okay. Cool. What'd you see? Can I tell you what we watched? I hope. I hope you will. This was a treat for my daughter's birthday. Okay. I took her to go see. We actually went to a couple movies, but I took her to go see the Taylor Swift era tour. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're, you're a great dad. You would think that, but let me tell you, Taylor Swift that girl bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm not lie to you, Neil. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed oh it three hours long. I enjoyed from beginning to the end. Just incredible the way that she takes her life and puts it into every one of her songs. Every every song seems like it's about some part of her life, and it, just to be that open and vulnerable on songs. I mean. Every song, it was just good, man. It was good. I'm not going to lie. Am I, have I turned into a Swifty? I don't think so. But... I think you're on the way. I think <laughs> I enjoyed the show. Oh, man. I can't. I've never been more disappointed in my brother in my life. <laughs> Travis can't get away from her. Now you're into her. I don't, I don't understand it. Speaking of trailer, I guess Thanksgiving is also synonymous with football. Kind of wanted to get into that a little bit. Oh yeah, man. It's uh especially high school is is kind of gearing down. You know, college football is right at its peak. And of course the NFL is getting ready to start the playoffs. So great weekend to 
to discuss football and be around football and see lots of football. But this week in the state of Kentucky is the state finals. Wanted to ask you about that. We're just going to have the episode. We're not going to have a guest tonight. We're just going to talk about this, <laughs> give a little preview. And I wanted to mention it because every year we have a football guest on around the start of football season. We've had three guest football coaches on our show in, in the uh, almost three years that we've been doing this. And every single one of them are in the Kentucky State Finals. I would like to say that I'm great at picking coaches to interview. And I would also like to, to say to those coaches, you know, the Appalachian meets world effect is for real. So I do expect a thank you note in the mail or maybe even a shout out after after your game later today or tomorrow, you know, keep us in mind. And uh, you're that you're welcome, I guess, is is what we should say, Will, at this point. You mentioned those three guys that have come on our show in the past and we've talked about Appalachia with them and also uh, football. All three of those guys representing their community, their school uh, this weekend at the state championship. Uh, I can run through it if you want me to on on the matchups. Yeah, that's what we want to do on this episode. We just want to have a little preview of the state finals. The mountains going to the flatlands to compete in the football finals. Just uh, hand it over to you to let you take the stage and give the previews for the. I'll do my best, I'll do my best Freddie Maggard, for the state of Kentucky listeners that know who I'm talking about, but. Anyway, in Kentucky, there's six different classes, so some of our listeners probably don't know that, but uh, there's a state champion at, at all different levels, so small schools to big school. In the in the 1A state final, this just this past year, we interviewed Coach Chris McNamee, uh, who was on our show back in early August, kind of preseason talking about his upcoming year. He's coming off of the state championship from last year. He's back in the state championship again this year. So uh, Chris McNamee at Pikeville High School over in deep eastern Kentucky is uh, taking on Raceland, an opponent that they've met several times over the years and always is electrifying. Raceland is another mountain school. We just haven't had them on the show, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. You know, Raceland and Pikeville have met many times over the years. They actually met earlier this year uh, in September in uh, at the Pike County Bowl, I think, is where they played. It was a fantastic game. Raceland was victorious. Can you guess the score, Will, what the score was? Uh, 14 to 6. 7 to 6. Raceland won after Pikeville missed a PAT. Raceland was able to to knock it through and, and win the game. So this looks to be a fabulous, fabulous game starting the state championships off tomorrow afternoon at noon. I'm sorry, to, today at noon at uh, Kroger Field in Lexington. The two, two small schools will battle it out. And then after that, you'll have uh, Owensboro Catholic versus Mayfield. Mayfield off a big win uh, last week, avenging themselves from last year's state championship game where they lost to Beachwood. They beat Beachwood in the semifinals, and now they move on to face Owensboro Catholic. Will, do you know the coaches at Mayfield and Owensboro Catholic? I do not. So Mayfield's coach is Joe Morris. All right. 
He's facing Owensboro Catholic coach Jason Morris. Are they brothers? Are they, Will? I do not know the answer to that. <laughs> I, I just saw it. I don't know if they're even related. But I'm sure this will be a fantastic game as well. Owensboro Catholic and Jason Morris come into the game undefeated, while Joe Morris and the Mayfield Cardinal come into the game with only one loss on the year, that being to Paducah Tillman. But anyway, uh, that, that looks to be quite a matchup as well. To, uh, got it. Four o'clock today. In the first game with Pikeville and Raceland, I didn't tell you, but I'm taking the fighting Chris McNamee's. I'm going with the Pikeville Panthers. They've got the tradition. They've got the the experience. They've got the they've got the team to do it again. So uh, I'm taking Pikeville in the one A and two A. I'm going I'm going with Mayfield with an upset victory over Owensboro Catholic. Okay, uh, Mayfield is riding high after their semifinal game over Beachwood. They got great fans in Mayfield. They'll travel well. They they suffered a lot. We've talked about Mayfield on our show before. They've had, you know, a lot of a lot of things happen out there in that in that city, and they've overcome them, overcome each and every one of them. The boys on the football team are uh, looking to to make a statement. I think they will against Owensboro Catholic. The biggest game of the day today, though, is the eight o'clock four A state final game between Covington Catholic. And the number one team in the state, the Boyle County Rebels. So Boyle County comes into the game undefeated. Cove Catholic comes in undefeated. Boyle County is coached by another former guest of ours, Justin Haddix. This will be his fourth state championship in a row if he wins this game. Wow. And I, say, I say if, Will, because Covington Catholic is a very, very good football team. And they are coached by a former college teammate of mine, Eddie Eviston. Uh, he's he's at Cub Cath. He, he won a couple state championships at Newport Central Catholic, moved over to Cub Cath several years ago, and he's won two state championships there. So he's going for his fifth state championship, and Justin Haddix is going for his fourth in a row. I'm going to go against the grain here and take the Bull County Rebels to win. Wow. Four in a row uh, over Cubcat in the 4A finals. What's your thoughts on that one? I, I'd have to agree with you there. I, I don't think Bull County can be stopped. You know, there, there's a there's another mountain team that we obviously are not talking about because they're no longer in it, but the Corbin Redhounds I didn't think could be beat this year. And Bull County went in there and took care of business. You know what they say in Bull County, Will? Corbin Redhounds had the best team money could buy, and they still couldn't beat the Rebels. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just what they say in Bull County. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know what the truth is there, but uh, you know, Corbin was uh, not able to get the job done a couple weeks ago. Everybody believes that was the state championship game, but we'll see. Govcath is undefeated and and uh, is a really really well coached, disciplined team. So. We'll see what happens. It should be a good game. Who else you got? Absolutely. On Saturday, tomorrow, Saturday, uh, things kick off with the 3A state championship. And 
you know, another mountain team in that, Will, and also another coach that we've had on this show, Bell County and Dudley Hilton. Yeah, Yeah, an absolute Kentucky high school football legend. Has his team back in the state finals for the first time since 2019. And he's got the state's all-time leading rusher in the backfield. Uh, Or I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. That's not true. He's not the all-time leading rusher in the state. He broke the single-season all-time rushing mark this year surpassing a 60-year-old record, Will. Daniel Thomas uh, is now the single-season leader in rushing yards. He also overcame Sean Alexander, a guy you played against for most touchdowns in a single season. The kid's got 53 rushing touchdowns in one year. It's unbelievable. I don't know if you remember Tecmo Bowl, but I always <laughs> – that's like Tecmo Bowl numbers. Like you cannot do that in a season as a running back. It's ridiculous oh, it's, what he's it's done. It's unbelievable. It's almost four touchdowns a game. It's almost 300 yards a game. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, he's he's got Tecmo Bowl numbers, that's for sure. He's even a better kid. Oh, oh yeah. Daniel Thomas, just fantastic, fantastic uh, leader for his team. Leading the nation in uh, rushing this year, Will. Leading the nation. Great, great kid, uh, great family. Yep. Christian Academy of Louisville is looking to to stop him, though. And uh, let's just say they are very, very, very good. Uh, Coached by former Louisville Cardinal Hunter Cantwell. They're looking for a repeat, I believe, Will, in 3A. I believe they won it last year. I think they're going for for a repeat. And uh, this is going to be a tough task. For Bell County to overcome, they're they're definitely going to try to slow the clock down, try to have as many long possessions as possible, kind of take the air out of the ball. They they're looking for Daniel Thomas to rush six, eight, seven, five, four, ten yards at a time uh, to get them over the hump. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Daniel Thomas carries the ball 51 times in this game, Woo-hoo! 51 carries. And the Bobcats are not able to uh, to to take down the Christian Academy in Louisville. Fifty-one uh, carries, you're telling me? I'm gonna I'm gonna say the kid scores three touchdowns and carries it fifty-one times. But that the Christian Academy of Louisville is just too skilled offensively, and uh, I just don't know how Bell can can win this game. Unfortunately, I hate to go against the hometown boys, but in 5A, it's going to be Cooper versus Bowling Green. Cooper beat Highlands to get into this game, and, and in Kentucky, that's a feat in its in its own right, uh, beating Highlands, a, a, a perennial power, and also a rival of Cooper. Uh, they get the job done in the semifinals, but they're running into an absolute buzzsaw in Bowling Green. The purples are for real, Will, and uh, 5A – Better be ready for the next several years for Bowling Green because I'm telling you, they've got some phenomenal athletes out there, and the Purples will not be denied the 5A state title. It just is not going to happen. So good luck to Cooper, but Bowling Green will win this game. And then in the nightcap Saturday, tomorrow night, Trinity, a perennial power in 6A, 
football in the state of Kentucky takes on Brian Station back in the Kentucky State Championship for the first time in a long time. Brian Station, Philip Hawkins, the coach there, has completely turned the program around in just a couple years. And, uh, you know, they are riding high, got into this game by beating several great teams in 6A. Hey, Philip Hawkins, Coach Hawkins, has got a great thing going on. He's actually one of the one of the guys in the business that I really like. He's a hard nosed, you know, old school coach, and he's done a great job at Bryan Station there in Lexington, Kentucky. And Jay Cobb up at Trinity is looking for another state title. Jay Cobb, who was coach at Somerset for a long time, is now the coach there at Trinity. I'm picking Brian Station in the upset victory in 6A, Will. Whoa. You heard it here first. That's a big pick. I can't wait to find out, to uh, have an update next week to see how your picks were. So we'll keep track of that. And good luck to all the all the football powerhouses that are playing today and tomorrow in the Kentucky State Finals, you know, with the three coaches that we've had on here and our track record making Kings, you know, we feel like this show were King and Queen makers. Uh, we wanted to just give, give an episode to those coaches and uh, the teams that they have and, and uh, the uh, football that they're going to be playing over the next couple of days. Yeah. I'm looking forward to checking it all out. You know, I'm a football, football nut. So uh, it's going to be a fun next two days in the state of Kentucky. You know, we talked all about football, Will, but what kind of app businesses do you have to highlight for us tonight? wanted to start something a little different because today is December 1st, start of the Advent season. You know, we have 25 days till Christmas, so we wanted to list every day between now and Christmas a business, an Appalachian business that you can shop at for Christmas. We're going to release seven per episode leading up to Christmas, so... Um, we'll have a full 25 um, leading up to the 25th. But you can check our IG account each day when we release one a day to give a little bit more detailed information about each of these businesses. So do you want to hear the first seven, Neil? Yeah, let's hear it, man. Looking forward to it. I love That's that we're doing this, by the way. Every every day of the Advent season, 25 small businesses in Appalachia. We're going to start with seven. Right now, the first one is Graceful LLC in Martinsburg, West Virginia. G-R-A-Z-E-F-U-L, Graceful LLC. That's GracefulWV.com. has a curated menu of fine meats and cheeses and cutting boards. You see it at, at, at holiday times where they have these cheese boards, they have these meat boards. It sells all of the above. So check out. They got a cool website. Check it out. Number two on the list, Kinship Goods in Charleston, West Virginia. That's kinshipgoods.com. They have a plethora of curated uh, apparel, accessories, home items, kids items, West Virginia specific items. Check it out. It's a really cool website. Really cool curated gifts on there that you can find. For Christmas. Number three on the list. Love this company. Holtz Leather in Huntsville, Alabama. It's Holtz, H-O-L-T-Z, leather.com. 
all kinds of leather accessories for your home, your office, personal bags, selections, gifts. Check them out. It's a really cool website. They have really nice products. If you're looking for something special gift for Christmas, check it out. Number four on the list, one of our favorites, New Frontier Clothing out of Moorhead, Kentucky. We've listed, <coughs> we've talked about them. They've been on our show. We just want to give them another shout out for Christmas. So if you haven't checked them out yet, check out New Frontier Clothing. It's at newfrontierbrand.com, but they have all kinds of what they call the Mountain Leisure Wares. I know Neil likes this company, and it's number four on our list, counting down to the top 25 on um, at in the Advent season. Number five on the list is Knott's Land. It's K-N-O-T-Z-L-A-N-D.com. That's out of Pittsburgh, PA, Bowtie Shop. Makes hand create, handcrafted bow ties. You can check it out on the website, knoxland.com. If you have a <laughs> special item or an idea for a Christmas gift for a male or female, check it out. Number six on the list, Scavenger Forge at a brass town, North Carolina. Scavengerforge.bigcartel.com. Handcrafted special knives that you can add to your collection. Really cool website, really cool story. Check it out, scavengersforge.bigcartel.com. That's number six on our list. <clears throat> number seven on our list for this week out of Heinemann, Kentucky, Coal Country Candles. You can obviously guess what they're all about. <laughs> 100% natural soul can candles, hand poured in small batches. Check them out. It's coldcountrycandles.com. You can get a number of items on their website in addition to candles, but check them out. It's a really cool company. All these are small hometown, homegrown businesses in the Appalachian area, obviously from one of the 13 states that we represent here on the show. We're going to have 18 more in the upcoming episodes, but these are the first sevens. Neil, what do you think? I love it, Will. You know what my favorite is of all of them. I can't help it, but so thankful that uh, we're doing this. It's a great way to highlight a lot of the businesses that we've previously talked about and discussed and give all of our listeners a little insight leading into Christmas. Then. Hopefully, They'll see some sales from uh, our, uh, our highlights each week. Definitely. And uh, just check out those seven. Shop local first. Well done, Will. Well done. Well, um, I guess this was a much shorter episode, but we wanted to give a shout out to those past guests that we've had on the show. A little shout out to some local businesses. And I guess um, since we're near the end, we can end it like we usually do. Till next time. Peace. I'm up in the I'm getting lighter, the air's getting thin Now I'm facing down with a grin I've been in the city too long Sidewalks and buildings and singing sad songs Now I'm back up where I belong In the mountains